Welcome to the Paradox Effect podcast. Join us for the conversations on truth, shadows, and polarity of opinions. We'll be diving deep into mind-opening conversations on consciousness and psychology, health and biology, nature, esoteric and spiritual explorations. We like to push the edge and question the unspoken. Join us on these conversations as we explore the humor of the cosmic joke and duality of life. Our purpose is to encourage questioning and develop deeper connections with all forms of life. I'm your host, Julia Grinchina, and today David from Healing Breath joins us for the episode one talking on spirituality, non-duality, healing the body with the mind, and taking back responsibility in life. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to this podcast. Thank really good to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, so if you can start a little bit of talking about yourself and a little bit about your background to introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm from England originally. I, I came to Australia about 10 years ago. Um, lived all over uh, Australia. I moved to Perth about seven years ago. Um, from there, I kind of started to develop a real interest in, in health and human behavior. I guess human behavior was something that I was always really interested in. I, I guess I spent a lot of my years just really observing people and taking taking the world in and analyzing everything. And, and in uh, when I got to Perth, I really started to get into health. Uh, specifically, uh, around 2016, I got a, a bit of a skin condition, which was a result of stress. And that kind of plunged me into a, bit, a much more focused um, passion t- towards health and you know what makes people sick and you know and all that kind of stuff and uh and over and over the the, the years since then I've, I've i've started to work myself with with people um i've done a bit of training in some body-based therapies such as attunement therapy and energy work and uh i also offer people um spiritual guidance which i guess you know just looking at their life impersonally and helping people see where they've got blockages and things like that so um yeah that's that's been my passion uh for for a while now um in my in my own time i enjoy cooking i enjoy nature hanging out with my dog and um (laughs) and yeah i'm a musician i sing a bit and play a couple of instruments as well so yeah and um i'm i'm hoping that i'm going to stay in perth for quite a while i feel really comfortable here it's a really beautiful place to be so um Yes, that's me for now. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah, Perth, Perth is gorgeous. It's quite a special place. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting you did mention like your bit of skin condition. And mm-hmm. what I've noticed talking to a few different people is a lot of the times these health conditions is what sets us up on a journey of mm-hmm. discovery. Yeah. Was that the point of discovery for you? I think so. I think, I mean, it definitely, it, it, it was, that's your body signal that there's something going wrong, isn't it? You know, and, and I, I went, I originally went to see a regular GP just to get like a label mm-hmm. <laughs> for this thing. And uh, they gave, they told me what it was, it's some kind of dermatitis, and they told me that I had to have three months of antibiotics to to fix the issue. And my response was, is this gonna cure? <laughs> and they were like, oh, we don't really know, you know, we just have to wait and see. And I was like, it seems very aggressive to have three months worth of drugs for something that we don't even know, you know. Um, so I left without having any medication. I was determined mm. not to kind of go down the Western route because I really believed at this stage that health came from nature and from understanding ourselves more, you know. So uh, I guess that really was a pivotal point for me in terms of how I started to look at health differently because I knew that I knew that my skin condition was a result of stress. So that to me obviously opens up the idea of, well, emotions and, 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 and frame of mind can obviously affect our, our, our well-being. And so... Is it just as simple as to say that these things just occur? 
because that's what a doctor told me. Oh, you know, the doctor said, oh, sometimes when people get into their 30s, especially men, they can just start to get dermatitis. And I was like, why? Oh, because sometimes it just happens. But why? And and this is the question that I never got answered, you know. And, and that, that to me, shows the limits to some of the ways that we are that our health is diagnosed and treated in, in the in the regular system. So, uh, it, it as you said, it was a really good excuse for me to start looking a bit deeper and, and doing my own research. And, uh, you know, I, I suppose initially I kind of went to war with my body because I was like, well, I've just got to get whatever it is that's causing this. I've got to get it out of me. <laughs> you know, like, is it? And I, I had stool tests done. I had this done. I had that done, which all revealed their own little myriad of potential problems. And then you get into this trap of thinking, oh, it's that. I'm going to go for that. I'm going to go for that. But what you, but what I eventually realized is that I was the reason. It was me, and the only way that I was gonna get over the the skin condition was to was to explore why I allowed myself to to be in that stressful state. Why I allowed my my energetic body to be in disharmony, and and which then ultimately created the skin condition. And that's what I spent the next few years really looking into and working on. You know. And that's, I, I do agree, I found that like having that questioning and not taking an answer as yeah. a definitive answer and continuing to ask questions yeah. is that what actually perpetuates that journey and allows us to open ourselves to the world and explore what's there and yeah. then kind of starting to find your own answers than, rather than relying on solutions yeah. from outside. Absolutely, because uh, I think when it comes to health in particular, it's an individual's journey. You know, and, uh, and, I, and I see limitations in the regular Western system in that every person that goes to a doctor with this, with one particular ailment will all get the same medication generally. And, and, that, and, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not bagging out Western medicine because it's got some brilliant applications and, and, and some people get really what they need from that. But, the, the, but what I see is that you, you can't say to every single person with, with this one issue, this drug will work for you because we've all got different genetic makeup, we've all got different things going on in our bodies and it's, you know, it, it's not enough to, to expect that one drug will work the same in everybody because there's just so many factors, you know, and and so um, I think that it is important to ask more questions, to look at your own habits and behaviors and find out how they have influenced this outcome, you know, because when you look at the when you look at disease in your body, to me that is the that is your body saying there's a problem, and I and I'm giving you an opportunity to look at that problem. If you don't look at it, potentially it might get worse you know it might go away if you're lucky but it sounds like you look you need to make some changes in your behaviors in order to fix that that issue and and sometimes just taking medications and 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 going down that route is more of a a block to the symptoms rather than a a, 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 a you know a solution to the actual problem itself and definitely agree with you there that medication can be very useful in a sense of management and yeah. support but yeah. we actually are healing naturally what's causing and underlying this yeah. like you said to you you found out that was stress that was causing the skin conditions yeah. now i find it really fascinating to put this like emotional understanding to the physical representation of the mm -hmm. disease or yeah. you know just um lack of health really yeah so how at what point and how did you come to a conclusion that stress is actually what was causing that for you i mean i think it's accepted in in, in most circles you know in the scientific world and in, in what's considered the alternative world with natural medicines you know i think most people would agree these days that that the brain or the mind or the consciousness whatever you whatever you want to label it has an effect on our overall health. I don't think that that's pseudoscience anymore. I think that everyone's coming to the 
coming to that alignment. And I think in, in the certainly in the scientific world, we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, research into energy anatomy and the way that our energetics can affect our health. So I don't think that that's a conclusion that I just came to on my own, but I think in, through my own experience, uh, I... I could see what 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 was going on. Like I had I had stress, and all of a sudden I've got a skin condition. Through years before, my skin was perfect, mm-hmm. and you know most people, well, I'm sure everybody would have experienced a time in their life where they where they have butterflies because they are nervous or they're excited about something. That is, that's just I mean unescapable evidence that your body reacts to the way that you think and the way that you feel. You, 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 you know, you're, you're having a, a thought about someone or something and then all of a sudden your guts go, Woo. and that's why we see so many people that have, you know, uh, str- who, who are suffering chronic stress also tend to have accompanying bowel issues as well, you know, so whether it be Crohn's or just just irregular bowel syndrome or something like that, we, we tend to see that certain frames of mind or behaviours then go hand in hand with certain ailments as well, you know, we... we uh, the Chinese, for example, th- for thousands of years have studied energy medicine and that's where you know ac- acupuncture and all that kind of stuff comes from because they understand that if the energetics of the body are in disharmony, that every organ is connected to a specific energy frequency or whatever it channel in your body. And if that particular channel is disrupted, then the associated organs may also become compromised. You know, So that's why we see, again, stress affecting the gut, grief affecting things like the lungs, and things like that, you know. So, um, I, and I do feel that there's going to be a lot more uh, evidence to support that as as time goes forward. Absolutely, and I think we're starting to supporting the, the traditional evidence through the modern science currently. But it does require quite a lot of self awareness to yeah. start bringing together that physical sensation, whether it's the butterflies in the stomach or you know it's it's the dry itchy patches on the skin, yeah. and the kind of going okay, so what emotions are related to that, or what is not working in my life yeah. on a mental or emotional scale? Yeah. Like, am I stressed, or you know, am I feeling fear in my gut, yeah. and tying them together? Yeah. And what I've noticed is actually a lot of people are disconnected from that, Absolutely. and it's like okay, I have the physical ailment, but my emotional side is fine. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah. So, how do you find? How is it possible? And, and for you yourself, how do you do it to create that physical, uh, the, the bridge between the physical manifestation and the emotional connection to it? I think, I think it's about asking, it's a self-inquiry is, is, a, is a key. It's to, to look at your, uh, your ailment, your issue, and ask yourself questions about that. Where, because I think, you know, what, what tends to happen a majority of the time, or a lot of the time for people is, I get a skin rash, I put cream on it, it goes away, okay, all done. But then it pops up somewhere else, put more cream on it, it goes away. <laughs> and then what, what might happen is your body eventually gets tired of giving you the signal and it just deposits it somewhere in your body and then that can form even more of an issue. So rather than just slapping a cover over it, ask it questions, what are you doing there? Why, why are you there? What, what has changed in my environment, physically, emotionally, mentally, that, that may have allowed this to occur and it may just be that you got bitten by an insect it may be that you that you had an acute physical reaction to something that actually happened to you you know but but if your body has all of a sudden started giving you this warning that's what i consider it a warning that that it's time to start asking yourself questions about what's going on in your body and why why is my body all of a sudden decided that it's got to do this you know there must be something that i i'm involved in this in some way your body your body does not go to war with you. Your body, 
It's designed to heal, it's designed to be healthy, it's designed to be in homeostasis as much as possible. So your body wants you to be healthy. And when you see a rash on your skin, that's actually your body trying to cure itself. It's not, it's not your body saying, we don't like you, we don't want you to be here. It's, it's your body saying, help me, there's a problem. Come on, we need to look at this together. Uh, but I think a lot of people look at their body as though it's attacking them or it's, it's, it's against them. You, know, you hear a lot of people saying things like, oh, my body hates me. Your body doesn't hate you, it loves you, and it, and it just wants you to know that there's some disharmony, there's an imbalance in there, you know, and that's your opportunity then to look and say, well, okay, well, let's, let's look at my diet, let's look at my emotional health, let's look at the, 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 the lifestyle that I live and see if there's any factors around that that, that may have contributed to this, this change in my body's chemistry all of a sudden. Mm, that's really interesting. I do see it the same way as that body's communicating to us. Yeah. It's just trying to talk to us and yeah. looking for that attention yeah. that we so dislike giving to ourselves yeah. because that the disconnection is there. Yeah. And so you did mention body attunement therapy. So is that kind of a therapy that helps us to connect a little bit? Yeah, I mean, attunement therapy is a beautiful modality. It's a very simple modality where that basically the client would recline uh, lay, lay next to me with their head on my chest so they can listen to my heartbeat. And in that moment, in that time, while they're listening to the resonance of the heart, it really helps the system just relax and, and enter into the parasympathetic dominance in the nervous system. And, and um, as you may know, when you're in parasympathetic, that's your body taking that rest and that relaxation. You know, they, they call it rest and digest because mm -hmm. your body gets a chance to just rest, you know, and the reason they, I think the reason they use the word digest in there too is because we, in society, we tend to sit, not not all of us all the time, but I think collectively, there's a, there's a tenseness of, of, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh my God, there's always a threat coming in from outside. And so we're kind of waiting for the next problem to arise, you know, and we, we find excuses to be stressed about our lives, whether it be our jobs, our relationships, our our mortgages and things like that you know there's always something to worry about next and so you're not you're kind of sitting a lot more in that 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 uh fight or flight mode more and so rest and digest it's like y your body gets a chance to digest you know and that that also when, when i say digest i'm not just talking about food i'm talking about dis-ease you know things in your body that shouldn't be there that need to be detoxed so when you are restful, your body's like, okay, let's get to work. Let's get rid of all this stuff that we don't need anymore. You know, so. It really gives the person a chance to, to, to do that, you know, and so. Yeah. And I can see how it also, you know, working with heart rate variability and sharing that resonance with another yeah. person and almost giving them that experience so they can learn it for themselves through you, I think yeah. that's quite a beautiful gift to give to people. Absolutely, because, uh, you know, when as children, as babies, when we cry, our mother picks us up and, and holds her, holds us to her chest, and the, it's the heartbeat and the, the breathing, the rhythm, that, that helps the child, the child's nervous system come back into balance, you know, and, and that, that application, that, 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 um, that never really goes away, we, we can always tap into that, you know, and I think in the world that we live in today, when we're living in such a rat race style world mm -hmm. uh, where we've got a lot of people who are finding it difficult to connect to others. They don't get an opportunity to, to really release in the, in the safety and, and the, um, the presence of another, you know, and, and a lot of people need that to be able to, to be, because I think humans are wired for connection, you know, that we're, we're wired to connect with each other. And if, and if you don't have the opportunity to do that, 
then it stands to reason that you may start to accumulate a lot of energetic turbulence that, that, that that's not finding a way to be released and it might come out in other ways then you know it might come out in a health complication or a, a an outburst of emotion you know what I mean so yeah. so it, it's I think it's really important to find those practices that can help us regulate our nervous system when when, when it when needed and that's really interesting I loved what you said about turbulence and a lot of the times it does feel like it shakes us up Hmm. We don't really know where it's going to throw us. So yeah. a lot of fear starts to arise. Yeah. And what people often do when we feel fear is we close up yeah. and we resist. And we're like, okay, better fasten the seatbelt and yeah. go into breast position and yeah. hold myself really tight. We're going to get through this turbulence yeah. and hopefully come out at peaceful times. Yeah. But what that causes is also creates a lot of tension in the body. And then the body starts to store these emotions yeah. and that's how disease comes and yeah. you know all sorts of joint health problems. Yeah. And even like weight gain and metabolic syndrome a lot of the times is yeah. From. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about fear and you know how can people actually develop that courage to start expressing their emotions rather than holding them back. Yeah, I think I think people look at emotions as a sign of weakness, you know, and and the way I look at emotions is that that is one of the most fundamental aspects of being a human being is is to emote, is to have emotion. Uh, I think I believe that through emotion comes evolution. It's through reacting and being with the situation or being with what is in your body and feeling it that you can then transcend it whether it's negative or positive or whatever whatever it feeling it is only through feeling that can you can you can you move through and move past it you know so if something terrible happens to you if you like we were talking about before in terms of covering up the wound and like you just said then about covering up the emotion it's, it's as above, so below. What we do within our bodies, we're also doing without, without as well. So something comes up that we don't feel comfortable with and we want to shut it down immediately. We just, want to sh- we just don't want to deal with it. But again, that creates a turbulence of energy in your system because there is something there that needs to be released. That's what your body's telling you, whether it be an emotion or something physical. Something needs to be released. And if you respond by covering it up, you're not going to get anywhere, you know, and, and I understand that. I think a lot of people do, you know, people find it hard to, to tap into that. And, and it can be, it can be terrifying for some people, but it, I, I think, and that's one of the reasons that I work with people the way that I do is because some people need support in that, in that space, obviously. Um, but ultimately embodiment of emotion is, is very important. I feel so if, if something comes up, it's not about judging it. It's just about asking questions of it. You know, why is it there? Where do I feel it in my body? You know, can I send love to that place in my body? Can I, can I allow that emotion to be there and just pass naturally rather than trying to stifle it or trying to change the story or keep my mind busy by doing something else? You know, if I get angry, I don't judge myself for that because anger is a natural emotion. I just sit and I think, where do I feel that anger in my body? And if it's in my gut, I just focus my attention on my gut and I just send love to that place. And sometimes ask, my que- ask myself questions. Why, why is it there? Why do, you, why do you feel anger about this situation? Because the answer will always come back to you and the way that you respond to life. You know, are you, if you're angry, why are you angry? You know, and, and you can ask yourself these questions. And, and I think the more self-inquiry that you, that you adopt in those times the more answers you're going to get around the patterns and behaviors that lead you to feeling those emotions in the first place, you know? Totally. That's a beautiful way to connect to yourself and, and allow those emotions to surface up and also let them go. And yeah. 
I see a lot of people develop fear from, you know, fear of being stuck in that emotion. And mm. that's where depression a lot of the time yeah. comes for people. Yeah. So when we learn to recognize it and then send love into that area and breathe into that area and just yeah. feel it kind of open up yeah. and release. Yeah. And that will, that is freeing. Mm -hmm. So there is no way to be stuck in it when we actually give it attention, when we yeah. give it love and yeah. when we forgive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and part of the body for holding that. Well, forgiveness, forgiveness is something that I talk about a lot because I think it's one of the highest vibrational energies there is. And and but forgiveness has to start at home. It has to start with you because it's important to forgive yourself for feeling the way that you feel. You know, we judge ourselves for being angry. We judge ourselves for being sad and emotional. It's it's. I don't think that. I don't think judging anything is is the way to go i think allowing but also asking questions at the same time why okay so i'm angry why do i need to be angry you know is this is is there something about the i think a lot of times when people get angry i'm using anger as a as a, a, an example because that's one that people tend to want to shut down straight away that's right. um but anger generally comes from your own belief system around how you react to the world so something happens it makes you angry that means that you've got a preset a preset belief that determines your reaction to that situation so if your um, beliefs are empowering you they're actually making you angry you need, might need to look at what your beliefs actually are if this belief makes me feel so bad Maybe I need to stop believing it, you know? Yeah, and that's where it comes to, you know, talking about changing the stories. It's like once we feel it and then we're like, well, it keeps coming back. Yeah. Maybe then I change the narrative. Maybe I yeah. choose to rewrite my story and how I, yeah. you know, how I approach this topic yeah. or even the person that is might, might be triggering that certain emotion. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, I think, you know, in coming, coming back to fear, I think that ultimately... I think fear is one of the greatest pandemics that we've ever seen, you know, and uh, it, it, it's got so many uh, applications through through uh, the way that we deal with ourselves and the way that we deal with others and, and the world around us. And I, and I think that it stifles so many people. Um, and, and from this fear of survival, let's say, comes this need to be seen, this need to be approved, this need to be adored. Um, this need to be esteemed by the outside world all the time. Oh, if you tell me I'm okay, then I'm okay. You know, if the world recognizes me as okay, then I'm okay. And that, that what that means is that we're perpetually trying to put a version of ourselves out there that we think other people are going to resonate with and therefore validate us for who we are, you know. And then when that doesn't happen, we get into a flap about it you know and, and and that all comes from us looking outside of ourselves for the answers that we really need to be focusing on within fear is an interesting one so what i've found is fear is a lot of times to do with loneliness and it's it's come from abandonment mm -hmm. and humans are such a pack animal we yeah. need that community to yeah. feel safe to yeah. feel supported to feel belonging because together we are stronger yeah. we're alone we're really vulnerable yeah and anger, this is something that I've recently heard, is just, it's like a bodyguard of the fear is trying to protect this vulnerable little creature mm. inside who is afraid of standing alone. Yeah. And then anger is putting this massive defense system up. Yeah. Where in fact, if we can recognize that and actually going, hey, I am safe right now, I am safe here, I have all these beautiful people to support me. And actually there is no real physical threat. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the most easiest way I find to actually look into the eyes of the anger. Yeah, and there's no, uh, you know, uh, 
I think I think in terms of fear too, like we, it seems to me that we we kind of live with the subconscious idea of expiring that that we are one day going to no longer exist. And I mean, I believe, and and I, you know, I I feel quite strongly within myself that we don't expire. We just leave this vessel mm-hmm. at the end of this particular aspect of our life. And and I think what this fear of expiry does for a lot of people is it, it creates this need to accumulate. I need to have possessions. I need to have a, a relationship. I need to have a house because without those things, I aren't, I'm not anything because that's what society tells me I need to do to make it in this world because I've got to survive above all else. But we if i think if people could really tap into the the idea that life is eternal and that the only exp- expiration is this physical shell that we have right now that that when you leave that shell you will just go on to explore infinity forever 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 that you don't there's no time limit mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about accumulating things now you don't have to worry about being the best version of yourself today because You've got forever to figure it out. You know what I mean, and it's not. It's it, there's no, there's no, there's no one to there's no one to beat. There's no one to win. There's just there's nothing to survive because you've already survived. You know. Absolutely, what a beautiful thought that is, and wouldn't that allow us to just be present in the moment? Exactly, present because the moment you are worrying about survival, <laughs> you're worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, yeah. and you're worrying about all the things that you said to someone yesterday. Uh, oh my God! How's that going to affect the way I move forward, and and how am how am I going to move forward? But all those things are just illusions because the only thing that we really have is is now, you know. And and if if we and I, I, don't get me wrong, I, it's not it's not like you can just go. I'm just in now. It's very it's a very it's a long, it's a long process to actually get to yourself and and get back to a point where you can you can come back to homeostasis. And and I don't believe either that it's all about being in center point balance all the time because it's through these fluctuations of the good and the bad that we then learn and we can grow. So, but but all that again all that again comes back to allowing allowing what is assessing it and then saying oh i've learned from that and, th- and and then you grow you know um i think that as as be as na- we are beings of nature and uh we aren't separate from nature we just think we are because we we see that we're the most advanced species let's say but we're not separate from this system of nature and nature is constantly evolving through a death and regeneration process and death and regeneration can be seen on the mac- on the macro level and on the macro level so what as above so below as we know our cells are constantly dying and being regenerated i think every seven years you've got an entirely new body that 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 truth that evolutionary truth it doesn't just have to be about physical matter it can be about anything emotions you know, it's all energy at the end of the day. So anything that feels bad today can be transcended and turned into good tomorrow. You know, and it's not. It doesn't have to be judged as a bad thing. You know, oh, this is bad. This is wrong. Who says what's right and wrong? You know, who Absolutely. says? Absolutely. And and that's the beautiful polarity we have in life is uh, looking that everything that is bad is from one perspective at least good, exactly. and everything that is good is from at least one perspective bad, and we can't have the holism a whole of the good and the bad mm. they have to coexist it's, yeah. it's the yin and the yang that's continuously rotating yeah 
chasing each other's tail. Yeah, I mean, if I put an object in between you and I, and we both described it, we'd both be completely right, but we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have seen every perspective though. Do you know what I mean? So it's only when we can, if we both then got above the object and looked down together, we would get a 360 degree view of the truth and we would have a more uh, um, whole view of what's actually going on before us. But, the, but what people tend to do is look at what's directly in front of them and not consider the, uh, they don't take us, let's just say they wouldn't take a seat of the heavens and look at it from above uh, downwards. Because if you could look at everything from every single perspective, you might have a different opinion. Absolutely, you know, it's a so, nice practice that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think when I, uh, I mean, that's a bit of a jewel of a jewel of uh, contemplation that came from one of my mentors, Carolyn Mice. But she she talks about all the time looking at your life from the seat of the heavens, impersonally. So imagine that you're not connected to your situation and look at it from above. Maybe you might think about it differently that way because what seems bad to you might be a great opportunity to somebody else, and what what seems great to you might be. A disaster to somebody else you know and we don't know we don't know everything and we never will we can sit here and question oh why has this happened to me why would that person do that to me but we don't always know because we haven't got a 360 degree view of every perspective of, of everything all the time you know so we can judge others for the way that they behave but we don't know why they behave that way and mm. sometimes they don't either Mm, absolutely mm. and i guess it's letting go of that need to understand everything yeah. which can be a challenge yeah absolutely and so if we tie in together like talking about fear and you know you brought the idea of the heaven and the earth and everything around it together so a lot of the times to practice the present moment and to deal with the fear which can be quite hard to coexist you know when we're present there is not a lot of fear yeah. felt um a lot of the times people rely to faith and yeah. religion and that comes from this desperation of salvation from fear mm -hmm. so what is your opinion on that i mean I, in terms of, of i mean, when, it, when we talk about religion it's not something that i get involved myself with because i feel that religion can be very limiting in understanding the true nature of god mm -hmm. however i do have a beautiful relationship with god and some people wince at that word but let, let me just say that you might want to call it the source energy or consciousness or or the one or whatever whatever it is um I, I think that we've come far enough now to, to understand that there is an intuitive consciousness that exists in nature. It, 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 it's the reason we've got, we, we couldn't be conscious beings without another consciousness creating us. I mean, I think, it, I think it seems pretty straightforward. And I believe that there's enough evidence in science now to show that consciousness exists at, the, at an atomic level. So that goes back to what we were talking about before. Your body is a consciousness as well. It's not just your brain. It's your whole body is aware, you know. And so for me, that's what I talk about when I talk about God and having faith that nature is expressing itself in the way that it wants to. And that God, if you will, wants to, like I just talked about before by looking at this from the sea of the heavens, wants to experience as many possibilities as possible. God wants to know what it's like to have a skin condition god wants to know what it's like to be a millionaire whatever you know and and there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff it's just let's just see what it's all about you know and the people that um i think a lot of people uh, have an issue with the idea of god let's say because they expect god to uh, they say things like oh you know um 
well, God wouldn't let bad things happen to good people and uh, <laughs> God wouldn't allow the devastation that we see on the planet today. But that's because people have got this idea that they aren't in control of their own life. One thing that God gave us was the freedom to choose. And so we choose what happens to us. And it's not for God to come in and say that's good and that's bad and you are good and you are bad because at the end of the day it's all just an expression of what is possible mm -hmm. you know and so I'm grateful to the I'm grateful to God for giving me the ability to choose how my life pans out I can choose to be in harmony with nature I can choose to be in harmony with myself I can choose to be in harmony with all my brothers and sisters on this planet or I can choose to be in fear and say that it's all attacking me from the outside and 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 as we you know in terms of us and nature, as we are part of nature, God exists within us. And, and I think that if we could spend more time with self-inquiry by looking inward and asking ourselves those questions about our limits in life, the things that we see that limit us, we'll get there a lot quicker. You know, we, 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 um, in terms of people coming to peace within themselves, we tend to look outside a lot of the time for other people to save us, for other people to fix the problems that we see in the world. But we've, we've got to start in, inside. You know, if you, want the, if you want the earth on a macro level to be in harmony, you've got to fix your macro earth first and, 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 and find harmony within. Because the minute you find peace within, every decision that you make from that moment, every action that you take from that moment will be from a place of peace. And that energy will vibrate out. And the more people that are attracted to that, will be, you will just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. You know, it's the, it's the collective consciousness, you know. And so that, to me, that, that's, I guess that's how I think about faith. It's just, it's not about everything going right all the time or what's perceived as right all the time. It's about allowing what nature wants to do and appreciating that anything is possible. We can do anything we want, mm. you know, and, and, and I think this, this fear, it stopped people from realizing that um, humans actually have no limits at all. And, and it sounds like some, it sounds very far fetched to say that anything's possible, but it really, it really is. I mean, we've seen enough examples of people doing miraculous healings. Like, I don't know if anybody would know of Joe Dispenza, for example, but he, he, uh, a very well-known person in the, in the energy healing space. He crushed his spine after being hit by a car while he was on his bike. And uh, he was being told he'd never walk again. He had to have all these metal rods put into his spine. And he said, no, he was like, I'm not doing that. I just want to, I'm going to meditate on this and I'm going to sort it out myself, you know. And um, he laid down, he laid in his face for 12 weeks and he had a completely new spine because he knew that it was possible to direct energy within his system and, and rebuild his anatomy. It's, it, people might call that a miracle. And I'm not saying it's not, but it is, it is a miracle, but it's also an example of what is possible. And it's only through faith that you can do anything you want, that you'll be able to do anything you want. Faith sounds a lot like experiencing the godliness through myself yeah. and to creating that connection with myself yeah. and the nature, which is inherently the one. Yeah. And really exploring and inquiring within to, to understand God to, and to practice faith is, yeah. is to really you know, create self-awareness yeah. and self-inquiry. Yeah. The kingdom of heaven is within. Yeah. And you only, and you only have to go there to find it, you know? So, uh, again, a lot of people are looking outside of themselves for the answers all the time. They're looking for the, the next guru and the next retreat and the <laughs> next whatever it is, you know, but you are the retreat. Mm -hmm. You are the retreat. 
So if you go and retreat into yourself, you will find the answers eventually. You just have to listen long enough, you know. And so that's what that to me is what faith's all about. It's not about relying on someone else to to do everything for you, because I think that's where faiths become convoluted. Is that we expect if I pray, if I do this, if I do that, if I live a righteous life, then only good things, only abundance <laughs> will flow. But how boring would that be? Imagine a world where we were all just completely like fine all the time and nothing ever changed. If there was a button on the wall that said chaos, we would have to press it because we, we would need to know what, was, what would happen. What can we overcome? What can we evolve past? You know, evolution is constantly moving all the time. So we've got to have hurdles to, to, to grow from, to learn from. You know, and we've got to have good experience to learn from too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, something beautiful happens. Like you might have a child, mm-hmm. and and that that beautiful child coming into your life might help you grow in more ways that you could mm-hmm. ever imagine. Yeah. But you also might lose a child. But that that again, that situation may help you grow in ways you could never imagine, because it may t- you may turn into a more compassionate, loving person who's got a lot more to give for people who've been in a similar situation, for example. So there's some, I mean, there's so many stories out there, isn't there, of people who have gone through such heartache and such devastation in their lives and it's catapulted them back into the opposite direction of being then a complete pillar of support to others who are just starting that journey or have just gone through something similar like that, you know? Mm, beautiful. And without, without having that darkness, I guess that utopian world, you know, would be just living that part of the wholeness and that would be a total rejection of what really exists and yeah. like a willingness to even look at it. So that that's what creates suffering in this world for yeah. us. The, the, let's, uh, I guess, I'll put it this way, acknowledgement of polarity mm-hmm. is uh, key because the law of polarity says that we have a negative and positive charge and in a world where everything is energy, it's either positive and it's or it's either negative uh, or it can be you know center point um but the 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 law of averages says that you will fluctuate between the two and so there are times when you're going to feel like you're more in that negative energy and there are times when you're going to feel more in that positive but it all comes back to choice are you choosing high vibration or are you choosing low vibration and the more you can get into the habit of choosing vitality choosing love compassion grace and all those high frequency energies the more you'll sit there. But when you do get knocked out, because someone comes in and fluffs you up with their bad energy, you can go, hmm, I'll just ask for some grace from the Lord, from God, or from yourself. Yeah. And it will come. What you ask for will come. You know. So um, we can choose how long we want to sit in that low frequency or that high frequency. And that's the nature of polarity. So the polarity is going to knock you into darkness sometimes. And the thing about darkness is, it's okay because it exists in every single one of us and when you can look at that and say okay darkness exists i'm having a dark moment like let it let it ride its course and it will it will leave you know um understanding that from an archetypal perspective you know we we have we are all a multitude of different characteristics and personality traits you know like and people that know of the archetypes will know that there's several that we share and then there's several that we have of our own that we that we express more more regularly i believe that we all have potential to express any archetype at any moment but there are probably a a small few that we sit in more than others Mm -hmm. you know and uh, if you can if you can look at your behavior sometimes so if like let's just say someone comes in to your house and they start saying stuff to you and you get a bit annoyed and you react in a certain way if you can listen to yourself and go oh yeah that's my um that's my victim speaking 
you can immediately bring an impersonal frame of mind to your own behavior and say, oh yeah, that's just, that's what I'm doing. Forgive yourself, move on. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a, oh, what's wrong with me? Why am I being the victim? Because we all, because we all be the victim sometimes. We all, we, we all do that sometimes. And that's not bad. It's just something that you can say, ah, oh, cool. Why am I being the victim? What can I do about it next time? That's how you grow. And that's about, and that's where acknowledging the darkness and allowing it, allowing the lessons from it to transcend you into further illumination, you know? That's beautiful, yeah. And I think acknowledging that, you know, that again, forgiveness comes here. Yeah, we do all fall into victimhood every now and again and, yeah. and being aware of it. But I do want to ask you, I do see you have a Holy Bible next to you and yeah. I want to know how you interact and how do you experience it, you know? I mean, as I said before, I'm not religious, but I do, I do have a relationship to God, and I do, um, I do follow the the work of Jesus. Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of what I'm saying uh, comes from inspiration, like people from people like Jesus and other mentors and things that I've had along the way. Um, Jesus's message was very simple, I, I believe. It, it, you know, it, ultimately, it's do no harm. You know, live your life however you want, just don't harm anyone else. And, and the thing about Jesus too was that he was teaching us how to be human, how to be, how to really have humility within us. And humility, uh, I mean, I think that that's, again, one of the highest frequency states to be in because mm. humility is, is kind of like a, it kind of goes, it coincides with forgiveness because if you, because if you can find humility within yourself, you can say, oh, I'm being the victim. That's okay though. That's okay. We all do that sometimes how long you know what what do i need to know about this and then and then it's gone that's humbleness if you if you're playing the victim and then you start getting angry at yourself and you start then looking to blame other people for the fact that you're in victimhood that's not humility so if you can't find that humility within yourself for the way that you feel how can you then find humility for other people as well you know so yeah so that so for me uh the bible is a really good reference point sometimes to just you know if sometimes you just need a bit of guidance so you need a bit of a a bit of a pick me up, I guess. You can just open it up, read some, read some of Jesus's words, and it's like, of course, that's what it's all about. It's just, it's just okay. Everything's okay, you know. And um, I pray, I pray every day, and um, and again, prayer is something that people find a bit of a hard uh, concept to, to wrap their head around. Um, but what I say to people is, when you pray, just think of it this way: you're just really praying to yourself. You know, if, if you if you need to ask for grace, if you need to ask for compassion, forgiveness, you're asking yourself for those things because the minute you let that in, you are then the one that puts that out again. So really, you're just praying to yourself because, as I said, you're an aspect of God anyway. You and know. every cell of your body is always listening. Exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. I really, really love that. And, you know, talking about love, um, I do find love, opening to love is a beautiful practice that opens us to the world and to experience and to mm. healing. Yeah. And, you know, love can be challenging at times because it can come with fear and fear of hurt and fear of abandonment. Yeah. Um, so two questions. How do you open up to love yourself? Mm. And how would you recommend to other people to do that to overcome those hurdles? I think that I don't think many people really understand what love actually means, and, mm. I, and I include myself in that. You know, uh, my interpretation of love is that love is the driving force of evolution, mm -hmm. and that can include hate. You know, um, if you think of it on a, on, a, on a frequency level, you know, frequencies, energetic frequencies are like waves. You know, like the waves of the sea, and you can't have the peak without the trough. 
This is polarity again. So when it comes to love, love could be considered the peak of the frequency. The same frequency, the trough is hate. So what that what I mean by that is that hate is sometimes required to push love up. And and you because imagine if you were filled with such hate in your body, like you you were backed up against a wall because you just hated everyone and the the whole world you hated them, and you couldn't go any further deep more deep into that hate. What's the, what? How do you get out of it? The only way you can come back is through love. Mm-hmm. You have to go back the opposite way because it's the only way you're going to do it. So that's that's probably a visual repre- representation of what I mean. But really, those frequencies are it's the same frequency. It's just that one feels good in the moment and one feels bad in the moment. But ultimately, they can they both have the potential to catapult us forward into evolving mm-hmm. spiritually, physically, emotionally. Uh, as as a, as a collective, you know. So, and again, it all comes back down to that to that judgment. Or if 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 something happens that you feel bad about, are you going to judge it, or are you just are you just going to acknowledge that it that it, there's a reason it's there and allow yourself to move past it? And that's when you get back into love. So you you can choose to sit in the trough of hate. It's everyone else's fault. It's their fault. Uh, it's external. It's external. It's external. Or you can say thank you, thank you for what happened. But now I've got to move on because I can't allow this thing to keep me stuck in the past. You know, the minute you decide I've got to move forward is, is the transcendence of that. You know, yeah, and saying thank you and feeling that gratitude. That's yeah. very freeing, gratitude. very liberating. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that leads me to the signature question that I love to ask yeah. is how do you recognize truth? Wow. Um, I think everyone... Well, as we talked about before in terms of perspective, what's true for you is not necessarily true for me. So I can't tell you how to feel truth, but all I can say about my own journey is I've, when, when, I, when I feel that something's true, I can feel my whole body vibrating. You know, it's like if I hear something on social media or I watch a documentary or whatever and, I, and someone says something I'm like, I know they're telling the truth. And, and it's like, I, I, my mentor, Carolyn Mice, also says this. She's like, I, I've got proof of so many things, but I can't prove anything. Because a lot of things that we feel are felt within. And that, that, that truth is, is, is like an inner knowing. It's your intuition saying, yes, this is right for you. But again, it's not necessarily right for everybody else. But that doesn't matter. You don't need to be aligned with everybody else. You know, you just need to be aligned with what, what, what works for you. You know, so for me, truth is truth is relative. Uh, I think I think there are relative. Actually, there are relative truths and there are universal truths. Obviously, because a relative truth, as I said, it's like something that's right for me, but not necessarily right for you. Whereas a universal truth might be something like gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you fall off a building, you're gonna hit the ground. <laughs> so, um, so there's there's different aspects of truth. Uh, but but I, I, for me personally, when I really feel it in my body, it's almost like I feel like I'm shifting into a different dimension because it's like, ooh, everything gets a bit wavy. And I'm like, I know that that's true for me, you know, and uh, that can then, I can then do what I want with that information. I can use it to make another decision or I can use it to back away from something that I've already started or whatever it is, you know, but I think it's an individual journey truth. Are there any specific sensations you feel in your body with that, that wavy feeling? I, I mean, my whole my whole body just feels energized. It's like a pulsing, you know. It's it's like warm, warm, warm. Uh, it's I mean, which we hot, which we all, we have constantly anyway. You know, you're always pulsing, but it's like you can tangibly feel that. And it's like sometimes my vision even goes a bit wavy. It's like, and it's and in that moment, I feel 
God's telling me that's true because I'm connecting to some, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, that's just that's just my own interpretation, though. That makes it much easier to make decisions to have that connection to the truth. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, well, intuition is, you know, like I think, uh, going back to the fear thing, not listening to your intuition, a lot of people don't do that because they because they want assurances that if they make a decision based on their hunch that that it's going to be pay, it's going to pay off i.e. i'm not going to lose my job if i do this i'm not going to be worse off if i do this but faith is not about worrying about whether you'll be worse off or not because again who decides what's worse off you know faith is about saying my gut's telling me this is what i've got to do i'm going to listen to my gut and it might sound crazy to the mind but the soul knows you know and and i think there's this the um when people talk about i just know i just know this they put their hands on their heart but when they talk about what they're thinking they always put their hands on their on their head and it's like and that's a that's a david Icke quote really but um and there's a lot to me there's a lot in that because your heart knows i feel that the heart is is the first organ that really gets developed in in in, in terms of our our manifestation as a human being you know we all start life as a pulse like a boom, 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 boom. and that's where the, and that's the heart and for me that's the connection to god that's the connection to consciousness your heart is connected to consciousness through every dimension whereas your mind is just with you in this 3d reality so when it comes to things like forgiveness and truth and love there are certain concepts that your mind just can't wrap itself around whereas the heart knows so but that doesn't mean to say that when you listen to your heart the next day you're going to feel the reward you know, you might listen to your heart and then the next day you might feel terrible. But again, is that what you needed in that moment? You know, is, is that what is that what the universe is asking you to look at? So, uh, and I think if people could maybe look at things a bit more like that, that we would transcend this fear-based response to the, the world around us and we could find more love and, you know. That, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. Yeah, connecting through the heart. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for this amazing, beautiful, heartwarming, <laughs> opening conversation. It's just so juicy. Thank you. Uh, so for anyone who would love the pleasure to work with you, um, do therapies with you, consultations, how can they find you? Okay. Um, my name is David Healing on Facebook. Uh, I also have a website, uh, thehealingbreath.net. Uh, and yeah, my email address is david at thehealingbreath.net. So people are welcome to get in touch with me through those methods. Beautiful. Thank you so much again. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>